Hey, Chris, do you hear me? Yes, I hear you. Welcome, <laughs> Cece. We're going to get started here in about a minute. Okay. I was getting nervous. Welcome to the Closing the Gap podcast. We're here live today, 1 p.m. at Lynn Benton Community College from uh, the Mid-Valley STEM CTE Hub home office. My name is Chris Singer. I'm the program coordinator for the Mid-Valley STEM CTE Hub, and I am super thrilled to have my friend Cece Verasic with us today. Welcome, Cece. Thank you. I'm honored to be here, Chris. How, how are things going? Good. Just busy, but um, it's good. Good. Well, I'm excited for our conversation today. Um, let's just get right to it. Um, congratulations on being a our Closing the Gap featured role model for the month of May. Uh, if you don't know already, our Closing the Gap project is meant to really highlight role models in our community who work in STEM and trades fields. Uh, and Cece is a member of the computer science faculty at Lynn Benton Community College. Uh, Cece, can you tell us a little bit about yourself and about your educational background? So um, I came to America. I don't know how far you want me to go, but um, uh, I came to America in 1979 um, from a country called Laos. Um, and uh, I've been here ever since. Um, so... Um, I, my love for computers um, just started at an early age. Um, I remember uh, getting excited to get up at five o'clock in the morning to help my computer science teacher, Mrs. Helm, um, set up the computer lab uh, for you know the day. Uh, I remember you know rebooting and loading um, software, and it was just an exciting time for me. And and so just you know, the passion of wanting to help and the passion of computers and knowing that um, nowadays um, our lives are integrated with computers and and it's just so important. It's almost like, you know, you need to read and write. Um, so uh, educational background, um, I went to Oregon State. I have a computer information system, computer science uh, LBCC, I have a business and supervisory management. Um, and then when I was working at NIPRO, which is an injection molding company, I enrolled in their plastics engineering uh, program and completed that. Um, and I'm currently uh, doing the Cisco um, networking, switching, routing essential. Um, and I'm doing the uh, cybersecurity class. Um, I'm completing that, and then um, I'm currently taking a uh, networking essential uh, class this term. So I, I, I just think it's, you know, so important to always continue to evolve and educate. You know, technology is like an, a growing field, and it's, and it's ever-changing. So it's important to try to keep up. 
Well, you are certainly busy. Uh, and, and part of this um, work you're doing with the cybersecurity in Cisco, isn't that, um, that's partly due to, I know that you just, you're a lifelong learner and you're always interested in learning and, and doing more, but um, just because we've worked personally now for almost three years, but isn't there, isn't there a new program going into Lynn Benton Community College? Yes, um, we uh, finally got a cybersecurity program approved. We are going to um, we are going to offer cybersecurity classes uh, in the fall. Um, but I just finished the cybersecurity learnathon, um, and I had six students, and all completed the course and uh, received their certificate. Um, so it's it's a certified Cisco is a certified program. And so any student that goes through the program, uh, they have to complete it, take the final, take the skills exam, do the, um, the quizzes, read the modules in order for them to complete the course. And then once they complete the course, they get um, a, certif a certification that they can put on their uh, you know, resume or LinkedIn. Um, and so it was a, I felt like it was a great way to introduce um, our cybersecurity program that we're going to start at LBCC, just like, hey, LBCC um, has a cybersecurity program, but instead of making it like a course, the Learnathon was more like a preview of what they're going to see when they take uh, cybersecurity courses um, at LBCC, which I'm really excited because, um, you know, cybersecurity is a growing field. So um, looking forward to uh, teaching one of those classes. Wow, that I'd love to hear. Can you tell me a little bit more about this uh, Learnathon you did? Because I helped promote it for you. And I'm really excited that you had six students uh, graduate or get a certificate. Um, can you tell me about the, stu the students you had? Were they high school students, middle school? Yes. So... Um, Cisco uh, sent out an email said, you know, we're going to do our first learnathon, um, and, and you know, we need an instructor, um, and we need to have students, and it's going to be a competition. Um, well, you know, uh, for me, it's like, oh, this is a great opportunity to introduce the cybersecurity program instead of making it like a um, uh, like a college course, just make it a fun, um, engaging env learning environment. And so uh, those six students, we had two um, that were in middle school and two that were in high school. And one was um, our student. And then one um, was um, at OSU. Nice. And, yeah. And, and uh, we each week we met um, for an hour on a Thursday and we talked about, you know, what does cybersecurity mean? Do they, you know, do they have to understand what is cybersecurity? Why is it important? Um, what is its purpose? And as we were being engaged and asking these questions, you know, these students were learning about what cybersecurity is. What is cyber? And, you know, kind of get him to think about, you know, is this a field that I'm interested in? So 
the purpose of it is like, you know, middle school is where um, kids are starting to think about, you know, what is it that um, I'm interested? What is it that I want to do? And so when we introduce something like this, it's like, oh, okay, I've taken this course. I know what this deals with. And if they are interested, you know, they're going to be curious and ask questions and, you know, want to take that path. So um, I was just happy that we, even though we had six students, but that's six students that uh, took the course and by word of mouth, they can go, oh, LBC, you know, they have brothers and sisters be like, LBCC has a cybersecurity program. I took it and I really like it. This is something, you know, you guys might want to do. So just having that learnathon in a stress-free environment was really good for the students. Yeah, that's great. And I, we'd love to help you promote that again if you want to continue doing those learnathons or giving students those opportunities, um, because uh, that's a huge part of what we do at the hub. Uh, Cece, you know. Let's talk about your career a little bit in education and even just in, you know, before you got started at LBCC. Uh, what have been some of the, you know, your proudest moments, highlights, and accomplishments you've had? Oh, you know what? I'm just, I'm just proud that there's just so many things that I'm proud of just because I feel that um, I'm lucky. I'm lucky that I'm able to come to America um, and I'm, I'm lucky that, you know, uh, I was able to go to school. Um, and I'm, I just, there's just so many, I, I can't really say one thing. I'm, I'm just like, even now I'm like, I'm so, I feel so lucky that, um, you know, we've worked through all these, uh, hurdles, um, during the pandemic and we've, we've made it like, you know, we've, we've taught the classes and we have students that are, are getting jobs, but uh, there's not really one thing that I'm proud of. I'm proud of everything because I feel so, so, so lucky that I'm able to do what I'm able to do because of the wonderful support from, you know, like the Mid-Valley STEM Hub, LBCC, um, family and friends um, that have helped me and people that believed in me and didn't believe in me that that motivate me to you know do what I do what I love you know and I'm passionate about helping people and helping kids and you know being part of the community and there's just there's just too many um, that I'm proud of I, I couldn't I, I couldn't pinpoint anything because um, I like today, I, I'm I'm proud that you know I'm an honored to be able to you know talk to you, Chris, and share you know my experiences and um, you know hope to inspire young kids. Then they look at me like, oh, you know, she came from a uh, you know a communist country um, with nothing, you know, she and and. Uh, her parents, you know, didn't get the chance to go to school, but she made it. So <laughs> I hope that that inspires young kids that if they set their heart to do anything, they can do it. It just takes hard work and determination. Exactly. Thank you so much, Cece. And, you know, that's a, a you know, working with you has been such a pleasure. And um, 
working with LBCC's computer science program and, and a lot of the faculty there. We're, we all have the same goal. Mm-hmm. And um, that's that's been fun. And uh, as we're working to getting more kids into the program over here, but, but also introducing computer science to younger and younger kids to get them on that path early. Um, and that relates to my next question about, you know, what are some of the things you're working on uh, in terms of, you know, your future girl goals and, and some of the things you'd like to see happen and accomplish? Um, so some things that I would like to accomplish is um, I, I, at LBCC, I've, I noticed that our female enrollment rate, especially in computer science, it's uh, considerably low. Like, for example, the networking, the networking program, um, in 2015, um, we only had two females in, and the rest were all male. Um, I, I want to, I want to help, you know, uh, girls that are interested in networking, even though they feel like they don't belong, they do belong, you know, and if they want, and if they want to go into this field, they, they have someone that, you know, can help them, right? I think it's important to, to have um, more female role models to encourage young girls to, you know, if they want to go into a certain field, even though it's male dominant, they can, right? And it's important that we have those role models in place. Um, and also, so I want to prove uh, female enrollment um, in computer science, in networking, um, and we need to have uh, role models. And that's why I want to create a uh, something like the ACM-W that Oregon State has is called the Association Computing Machinery and Women. Um, having that kind of organization and having um, female role models um, in a club is really going to help them to reach out to young girls, inspire them, and also be kind of like um, a sisterhood where, you know, if they're taking a lower level class and they need help from the um, upperclassmen, like there's that organization to help them. Um, uh, I, I want to encourage, you know, I've been working with um, Pipeline Albany Chamber of Commerce for many years and they've, you know, and with, and with Mid Valley STEM Hub. Um, and you guys always, if I come to you, Chris, you're always like, you know, this is a great idea, motivating. And I, I want us to continue that work. And I want us to, you know, um, work with uh, underprivileged communities and underprivileged kids. I want to make education accessible um, to everybody. I, I, From my experience is that, um, you know, education is intimidating when you don't have the right people in place. Um, what I mean by that is that um, if you have someone, you know, that makes it seem like it's so hard, um, you can scare away the kids. I think that um, there's there there has to be some kind of um, program and plan 
we're, you know, making it attainable for young kids, you know, that, you know, education, um, you know, CS courses um, are not scary, you know, and you can do it. So. Yeah, exactly. CC, thank you so much. Uh, yeah, that's how we started working together was through the pipeline program at the Albany Chamber and then pipeline merged with the Mid Valley STEM Hub, CTE Hub. So that's kind of where we're at today. Um, and we're just continuing what, what that great project started. Um, and, and we've expanded that work. And so I love your ideas about creating, you know, groups where students um, can see themselves and, 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 you know, by looking at people like you and some of the other faculty, you know, can see themselves in those positions. Uh, one thing I really loved about, you know, our initial interview with you was, um, and we put that on the poster, is, you know, your quote about no matter what, any, you know, you belong. You belong in this work. And so I think that's such a great message that uh, STEM careers and trades careers and career and technical education is for everybody. It's not, it's not, you're just, you're not, uh, you're capable of doing anything. And that's the message that we see in, um, in our partnership with you all the time. So I really, that really meets our values at the hub. So we love working with you, love working with Dave Becker, love working with LBCC's computer science program. And, and now that we, you know, have such a strong partnership, I'm really looking forward to seeing what we could do together as well over the yes, next years. Sure. Yes. Mm -hmm. um, let's switch gears for a second and, you know, spend a, a few minutes if we could talk about, you know, um, what, what have some of your biggest career challenges have been? Um, this is something we ask all our guests on the podcast because, um, Part of this, part of this, we know that uh, accessibility for women in career, STEM careers is is not as good as it needs to be, and and a lot of uh, young girls aren't choosing to go into those careers because the path can be harder than it needs to be. So, if, if you'd be willing to share some of the challenges, I think people listening could really um, would really appreciate that. My um, biggest career challenge is uh, especially being in um, technology and CS. When I first started, um, I feel like, you know, I could only get um, like entry level jobs, you know, like, like the grunt work. Um, people didn't see, you know, what I could do, but I, but I quietly, you know, did the work. I accepted every single job that they didn't want. I would take it and I wouldn't complain. I, I didn't feel like I didn't feel like I had a voice. And I just and I just did it. Um and you know what? I'm glad that I I'm glad that I did that. Do we, do we lose you, Cece? Oh. Right. You can't change. Sorry, folks. I think we lost Cece for a second here. We'll see if we can get her back on. Her connection. I hear you. Oh, you hear me? I couldn't hear you. 
That's Sorry weird. about that. Yeah, <laughs> no well, you know, it's always something when you go live, so it's all good. <laughs> we just we just roll with it here, you know. Yeah. We're not, we're not professionals, so whatever. <laughs> you know, uh, oh, you all know, good. Chris, you might be a DJ. <laughs> yeah, I I was better. I had a roommate in college. I was a DJ. I was more I was more useful to him by uh, just carting him everywhere in my car. <laughs> so <laughs> anyway, um. I'm sorry. We just have to go back to that. Uh, you were starting to tell us about some of your the career challenges. Yes. So, like I said, um, uh, at the beginning, you know, I was always given the grunt work, you know, work that people didn't do because they just thought uh, as seeing me as like, you know, uh, a quiet person and, you know, always saying yes. Um, and I and I just did it because I thought, you know, uh, I want to, I, I was, you know, I really want a job. Um, I need this job. And so I, I would just do it. Um, and I, I would never complain. Um, and every single job that was given to me, I did it with pride. Um, and I did it with, uh, I gave my, I, I gave it a hundred percent. Like, you know, if someone didn't want to work a graveyard shift, I would do it. I, and I, I would go in extra early because I wanted to do a good job because I took that job and um, I use it as a, um, you know, you know, a step forward to my career, right. And building my portfolio. Um, and I, I, I just felt like it was important for me to do whatever task was given to me to do the best job um, possible because you know um, there's a saying that you don't have to um, brag about what you're doing because let success be your noise I don't know mm -hmm. if you ever um, heard that that quote um, so um, I just did everything that was asked of me um, because you know they didn't want to do the job um, and it was you know it, it wasn't like um, it, it. It wasn't like an easy job. Like you know, for example, working um, graveyard. Nobody wanted to do it, but they asked me to do it, and I would go in extra and an hour extra early. Make sure I looked at my documents um, and make sure I knew what the task was because I wanted to do a good job. I wanted to leave a lasting impression um, and and give quality work, not quantity, but quality work. Um, and so the challenge was uh, given um, what I look like, right? Race, gender, um, I think that I couldn't do the job. I couldn't do the job that, that you know, requires um, education or requires, you know, someone that is you know has years of experience and is excellent and that's okay that's okay to me but um or you know um i haven't had people say oh you know what um i, I don't think you can do this job it's kind of you know it it, it it requires a lot of thinking or it requires a lot of of coding um and you know just looking at you, you just, just looks like you don't, you just can't do this. Or someone would say, um, 
oh, you know, she can't even speak English. You're like, what language is she speaking? Even though I'm speaking English, you know, um, and it's, it's things that you hear based on what you look like, you're, where you're from. Um, and right. also, you know, because I'm not very vocal, um, I'm more of a doer than a talker. And so people think that I'm quiet um, and I'll, you know, and I, I don't, and they don't think I can do the job. So um, that's the hardest part is like, I feel like I have to work 10 times harder to prove that I belong here. And, and that's, that's just, that's just something I feel like it, it's going to be a constant battle. It's like, you know, if I want, if I want the, the projects, if I want the high profile profile projects, or, you know, I, I want to, um, you know, be part of a group. I feel like I, I have to, to work 10 times harder, which is not fair. Um, but I hope, I hope um, with what I've, the struggles that I've gone through, I can share that with our young female um, students, young girls, and I hope that it's easier for them than it was for, you know, my generation, um, because this, this is a, I feel like this is um, an issue um, that we've had to deal with for a very, very long time. And I think the conversation of change needs to happen. Um, and I think that, um, like I said, you know, we all belong and, and, it, and we can all do the job, whether it's, whether it's um, male or female, whether um, whatever um, race, religion, um, it doesn't matter. Well, we agree with that 100%, CC, and um, that's why we were just we're so excited to have you involved with us just on partnering on computer science projects, but also with Closing the Gap. Um, you know, your voice is really important. You do belong, and we want to let girls know uh, and other gender minorities know that they do belong. Um, and let's talk a little bit more about that. We have, you know, a few minutes left, but... Um, what, what more can be done to make young women aware of the careers available in STEM fields? Um, so, you know, when I first started, when I took my first um, computer science class at Oregon State, um, I remember one of our instructors said, look to your left and look to your right. And as I looked to my left and I looked to my right, both were... Um, male um, and said that, um, you know, when you get close to graduating, you're going to see that the number uh, decrease. And um, he was right. He was right about that. Because, um, you know, uh, computer science, technology, it, it's a hard, it's a hard field, right? Um, and when I was going to school, there was not much support and, you know, there was like, you know, there was, an, there was a tutor, I mean, there was a TA, and then there was, you know, the office hours. Um, 
and now when you fast forward, you know, 10, 15 years later, you have tutors and you have embedded tutors um, and, you know, uh, and then you have like uh, students that are more team projects working together. So to, to make um, uh, CS classes accessible to everyone, right, including females, is that first year, the first CS class that they take, we, we need to make it a cohesive um, classroom, right? It's easy. I always encourage, um, so I teach a CS160 class. And so what I've been doing is I have a Discord app uh, and that's basically like instant messaging. And I encourage my students to go on there and you know get to know each other um, and so, so, so exciting when I see like a group of students um, just working together, getting to know each other because I, it's, it's important that they get to know each other and work with each other um, because they're going through this journey together. So might as well, you know, have a group of, you know, friends to go through it with each other than and trying to go through it by himself. So um, I get excited because like, I'll see, you know, um, a group of uh, students working on a project together and it's just a mixture of male and females. And it's so important to have that support group. Um, and so I, I have a Discord app. Um, also in class, I do, I have group projects um, and also, you know, working with you guys, the Mid-Valley STEM Hub, you guys give me so many opportunities to go out into the classroom and, and do uh, career fairs, you know, do presentations, do like Hour of Code. Uh, so to get, you know, young kids excited about coding or Arduinos or Raspberry Pi, whatever it is, because, you know, some of them have, doesn't, haven't, doesn't have a computer or doesn't know any of the stuff, but just getting them introduced to these, um, uh, you know, equipment and, and coding and all that um, is a step in the right direction. So, uh, you know, work continue to work with you guys and, you know, work with the community um, and create um, organizations to have, um, you know, more female role models. Um, those are all things that um, we can do as a community to um, uh, make CS accessible for, you know, our young kids. Yeah, thank you, Cece. Really agree with that and really agree with, um, you know, us continuing to work together and, and doing more, um, working with, uh, the high schools to get kids into classes, taking classes at LBCC um, and getting younger students to start looking forward to being able to do that as well when they get to high school and such. So I'm super excited to continue our work. Uh, that's all the time we have for today. Cece, I want to thank you so much for joining us. Uh, it's just a, you know, I love working with you. It's, it, you know, you've, you've become my friend. Uh, you know, I really look, look up to you and, uh, you know, uh, I want to be like you. 
So, oh. <laughs> and, and uh, I, I strive to uh, have your energy and, uh, and, 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 and do the things that you're doing to help, uh, you know, bring more kids into this field because uh, it's really where the world is going. Everything is going to be uh, coding is just like any other language for kids to learn. And, uh, and just the way it teaches you how to think and problem solve is it's really exciting field. So, um, you know, I'll be talking to you soon. I'm sure as we have um, multiple projects we're working on together. Um, thank you again for being here. Thank you, Chris. Thank you, everybody. So that's our, uh, that's it for this episode. We don't have any time to do questions. Uh, we want to, respect Cece's time. We had her scheduled to 1.30. We went a little bit over. and um, But you can learn more about Closing the Gap, learn more about our work with the STEM Hub, STEM CTE Hub at uh, www.midvalleystem.org. Thanks, everybody, and we'll see you next month in June.